0: Sarah, what's up? Guess what? What? It's been one year since you've been in the store with, with
1: us. Wow, really? One year? That's crazy. I guess you're right. It's, it's like a mix of time flies when you're having fun, but also I feel like I've been here longer at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Yeah, so like that year has gone by really fast, but I, you've made me feel so at home. It's like I've been here the whole time.
0: I mean, yeah, you fit in so well. We're yeah, like thanks. two peas in a pod.
1: Yeah, we've had some, some good times in here. Good guests, good chats, good music, you know?
0: Yeah, we've listened to so much music. We've learned about so many female producers.
1: Yes, yes, I for sure. I learned a
0: ton about the Talking Heads.
1: The Dogging Heads, Daft Punk. Country music, I think I've done a deeper dive into country than I have ever in life. That was fun. A lot of good highlights in there. Yeah.
0: Are there some trends in just your general music listening habits that you notice
1: of this year specifically? Interesting question. Well, I've definitely gotten the best new music recommendations from the store, from our guests and our shoppers, you know, so this is the first time where I have like intentional notes. Oh, this sounds cool. I must listen to this thing. And that's, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. I think this is the year that I really, you know, and I always like to go back in time and listen to older music, but this year I really, really did. I mean, I still listen to a lot of new music and new to me music, especially, you know, from recent decades, but this was the year that I really, really went back and listened to a lot of really old stuff and explored old stuff that I didn't know, uh, not just 90s, not just dad's tunes, but, you know, far beyond those kind of predictable genres for me. So mm-hmm. it's been a year of pretty broad listening.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. That's always good. You gotta Yeah.
0: And so it is time that we do the thing as music lovers where we look back at our top albums of the year. And that's always kind of tricky for me because I like music so much, it's hard to narrow in on certain things, especially if I've listened to a bunch of old stuff. I'm like, okay, what was the new stuff that really hit home this time?
1: Yeah, that's that's challenging. I don't know what it is about this year that's that's so different. Maybe it's because... I think I've just been listening to more like individual singles and random things in the wild and like building playlists that fit a particular mood. I don't know if I've had like a ton of full album experiences. I've had a few for sure. But yeah, that made this list a little bit more complicated. You know what I mean? If we did like, there were definitely like some individual songs that stuck out for me, but like not a ton of full album listening.
0: Yeah. And that's interesting because I think that's Almost, I wouldn't say it's a problem necessarily, but kind of how the music industry is changing as a whole. A lot of people are kind of pulling songs that they love and making their own curating playlists, basically. Like these are all the songs I want to hear specifically. And I think a lot of albums that are kind of more intentionally uh, meant to be played in full don't get the same. You know, when we're younger and we're forced to go out and uh, actually we were just talking to Therapy Jeff about this, how we were, you know, we we know this one song was really good, but listening to the whole thing, it was always kind of a risk buying a a whole album. And so sometimes you would um, get lucky and the whole album would be really good. And listening to that whole album has turned into an experience that you often probably relate to different memories or times in your life. But now people are more often than not making playlists of those songs specifically from albums that they love, not listening to the whole thing really all the way through.
1: Yeah, I think, I think for me, though, it's just a phase specific to this year really because I do I do prefer to like have a full album experience I do like that I think this year man I don't know it's just been like really emotionally intense (laughs) and I need I need like focused sound therapy I'm like if I'm in a particular mood I need the music that's going to help me you know ride those waves so, yeah, I'm still excited about albums. Um, hopefully that'll shift back and we can have some good stuff to look forward to in 2023. But I still think we have a lot to work with this year. I'm excited to hear what's what you think were the best albums of the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I've talked about the ones that I love so much. You're not going to be too surprised, probably. Yeah. I love that you said sound therapy, because these, at least some of them in my list are kind of those moments where I like, you know, if I'm working, I need it to be instrumental because I sometimes can't listen to words while I'm working if right. my work is too intense. But also if I'm, you know, getting ready to go out or cooking dinner or something, sometimes I want it to be a little bit more upbeat. And and yeah, it's it's So like wanting maybe an all instrumental thing or maybe wanting something chill just for a specific time frame that I'm listening to music or needing it to be upbeat. And so you might just pull your favorite like upbeat tracks from whatever new records and making playlists that suits that mood. Yeah, I like that. Sound therapy.
1: Yeah. Another trend I've noticed this year, too, is discovering new artists by way of features on other artists that I like. Oh, yeah.
0: Wait, like what? Can you give an example or was um, that a spoiler?
1: No, it's not a spoiler. Just I guess like an example would be the Indonesian Gabber duo that Björk worked with on Fossora. Oh, right. I've been yeah, like right, yeah. digging into their discography a lot and, you know, like that. Just kind of features that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get brushed over a little bit and like, no, I need to investigate. And then you find this whole other wealth of like incredible new music you never otherwise would have been exposed to. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I think another trend kind of related to that one for me is there was way a ton less uh, electronic music out that I was really listening to. I mean, there's always a few tracks here or there that I love, but no, you know, albums, full albums that I just was obsessed with really Mm. this year. Yeah. Last year was jazz heavy for me. Yes, there's a little bit more variety this year.
1: Rock and roll. Shall we? Uh, should we dive yeah. into that?
0: Let's talk about our top five albums of 2022. Woo-hoo.
1: Well, how do you want to do this? Traditionally, we do five at a time, but maybe we could like go back and forth this time. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Let's cool. go back and forth. Awesome. Okay, shall I go first then? Yes, that sounds okay. great. You should. Awesome. All right. So again, uh, these are loosely ordered. But I I think I'm, I'm committing to this as a ranking. Let's just go for it. So my number five for the year is from Salt, their album, Air. So Salt is like this really mysterious, progressive UK music collective that emerged in 2019, fronted by producer Inflow, uh, who's known for his work with Little Sims, Adele, and Michael Kiwanuka. I think about that awesome orchestral intro to Little Sims track, Introvert. So he's, he's, he's known for his production, but he also does these really well-orchestrated, you know, string arrangements and things like that. Unconfirmed but likely members include Cleo Sol, Kid sister, and Kadeem Clark, but the collective definitely rolls deep. Lots of big names, unknown artists alike. Uh, Cleo Soul specifically is super great. I was introduced to her through Colors. Do you watch Colors on YouTube, Sarah? No, oh,
0: what is What is Colors?
1: Colors is great. It's the super dope music platform that features breaking artists all over the world. And they just put them on this stage with like a single mic coming down in the middle. Um, and the, whole, oh. the stage is painted in like a color that's paired with the artist.
0: I've seen clips of this on TikTok. Yeah. I didn't know there was like a whole channel for it. That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. They break a lot of really big uh, artists. It's super cool. But anyway, Salt, they just kind of dropped new projects out of nowhere. Like since 2019, they've released like 10 or 11 albums. Their 2021 album Nine, which was the first thing I heard from them, was released and then scrubbed from the internet after 99 days. (laughs) So, if you didn't cop a physical copy of it, it's—I think it's just gone.
0: I copped. I copped. You did. <laughs> oh,
1: <Yeah>. nice, nice. <laughs> I dug that album. Uh, they dropped five albums this year, actually. But the reason I chose Air is because this one is like quite a departure from their more standard, like R and B, soul, jazz, funk. African Middle Eastern rhythms lane that the previous albums lean into. And it's very focused on, well, you know, their music is like very focused on contemporary black issues, you know? But this album for one, it's mostly choral. Like it's just straight up classical, fully symphonic. You only get lyrics on half of one track and the whole thing plays like this dreamy space opera. It's really cool. Let's hear a bit of the track, Heart. So I love this because I'm a really big RPG, JRPG enthusiast gamer. And this sounds like the kind of music you'd hear wandering into some sweet little village in the mountains to like sleep at the inn and stock up on potions (laughs) along your adventure. Lots of big choirs, full orchestration. There's one moment that I love in the title track, Air, where you get a bit of the lead vocal. Let's listen to that a little bit. So I'm going to say this is this sounds like Cleo Soul, but you can't distinguish any words. It's just like you've got these big, beautiful choirs in the background and you have this one voice kind of purring in your ear. It reminds me of Goldfrap, you know? You know how she sounds like she's really up close in the mix, you know? But yeah, it's, it's a cool album. You can name your price to purchase it on Bandcamp and uh, listen to their other five albums from the year, too. It's really good.
0: I loved this one. Actually, I completely forgot that this one came out in 2022 yeah yes I loved this one so much it was strange but not weird strange it was nice I really liked it
1: yeah, it's kind of like, it's like a modern day, it could be Fantasia. Like you could see yeah. some cool animations put to it, right? Yeah,
0: like, like yeah, like a Gershwin moment. I listened to this album 10 times this year. Did you? Yes, I did. I loved it. Um, I can't remember if I bought this one or not. I think I did. I definitely bought nine. I think I bought this one. The one that came out this year, the other one that came out this year that was like locked on the internet for a while, password only. Oh, that yeah. one was weird to me. <laughs>
1: Very, what was that one?
0: <laughs> very religious. Really? Yeah.
1: Can you s- uh, can you clarify? Like in what way?
0: A lot of choir, gospel God God it related
1: like, subject matter. Was it like gospel music or like chamber hymnal well, kind of stuff? You
0: know them. It's like hard to put it into like a like a regularly classified genre That's true. because yeah. it's kind of all over. But it, it was like putting um, like choral arrangement. Gospel style choral arrangements. And God, how do I describe it? It's just
1: weird. How do you describe any Salt album in general? I know. What? What? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, okay. forget yeah. about that. Listen to Air. Air, I highly co sign and recommend. I think it's a, a pleasing, you know, listening experience.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, when i put together my list i i do this always too when i when i go back to my year end i look to see how many times i listened to a particular album it helps me to understand how i would rank them although i don't think it's entirely accurate as far as ranking because in this my first item on the list for number five, I bought copy on vinyl and listened to it more than I listened to it. Well, I listened to it more digitally, but then I listened to it even more times once I got physical copy in hand. And that is Micaiah McRaven in These Times. Mm We have discussed this album in the store already. I love it so much. It was released September of 2022. I've listened to this album eight times, digitally, scrabbled, but again... Have the physical version has have, have listened to it many times as well. But it's Chicago-based percussionist and composer Micaiah McCraven. He's well known for fusing jazz improvisation and hip hop recording elements. And this album just has these sweeping arrangements, very reminiscent of '60s soul orchestral arrangements. There's like a tinge of psychedelic vintage soul in there. Um, lots of layered harps, beautiful melodies, saxophones, crescendoing and complex drum parts and it's just a really truly magnificent work of art and I think it should be considered a classic um, for future generations.
1: Yeah for sure this was absolutely on my short list but I had a feeling it would show up on your list. Um, Yeah, but yeah, this This deserves all the praise. Yeah, this is a great, great record. Thank you for introducing this to me.
0: Yeah, and it was recorded over seven years between his other projects and releases, and it is his sixth album as a band leader, and I get to see him again in 2023 live. Wow. Very excited. When? When's he he coming? When and where? Big years in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, Okay, when is that? March. In March.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. How are you seeing are you on, on is this on Spotify? Like how do you know how many times you've listened to a
0: Oh um so I use Last.fm and I have it integrated with all of my listening digitally. So on Spotify, Tidal, and Apple Music. So anytime I listen to any of these albums or songs, it scrabbles back to Last.fm. And so, yeah, it just kind of keeps track of my listening habits. The only thing it doesn't capture are those analog listens, which is kind of frustrating and I've considered maybe developing some sort of app or at least way to manually enter
1: those. I thought it was cool, but maybe I don't want to know that because I only feel like I'd be forced to face and deal with my continuing K-pop addiction. (laughs) For sure, the top 10 tracks would be K-pop.
0: I mean, it's pretty funny to see my all-time charts because it's basically like, yeah, Cocteau, Twins, Bjork, Stereo Lab, Fleetwood Mac. I obsessively listen to these certain artists
1: always. That's cool. Cool. All right. We're starting strong. I like these picks. Yeah. Are, we, are we ready for number four? Let's do it. All right. I've got Holotropica by Sophie Birch. So Sophie Birch, ambient producer and sound artist out of Copenhagen. Uh, she actually released two albums this year. Uh-huh. Tropica and Langoria. I think I'm saying that correctly. And I enjoyed them both very, very much. I decided to talk about this one only because it's probably the more accessible album for those who aren't typically into ambient music, you know? Um, yeah, you're going to get more beats in this one. And I actually would argue that it kind of steps beyond the scope of ambient music. But if you, you're vibing with it or if you dig ambient music in general, I highly recommend Lingoria. It's a collaboration with Antonina Nowaka, a Polish singer. It's very elegant and just like these beautifully lush soundscapes. So, very good vibes, very soothing and entrancing. Some field recordings as well. Sophie has expressed like a deep interest in her, in the healing potential of her music. Um, So she's very inspired by, you know, sound, sound therapy, like we mentioned, um, and meditation, and also her own pregnancy. In an interview with The Vinyl Factory, she says, Holotropic means moving towards wholeness. Holotropica is my vision of a place of wholeness, serenity, and clarity. This is an album to soothe, gently turn winds, deepen your perspective on the language you convey, Breathe with muscular stretch to focus energy on that focal point in the middle of your personal perception, which I thought was a perfect way to set up the vibe Mm -hmm. of the album. Yeah. Okay, so let's listen to a little bit of another track. This is Hypnagogia. Yeah, so... Nice little groovy beat there, kind of trancey beat there. Lots of features on this album as well, um, from artists on harp, flute, saxophone, some guest produced beats. Um, Just a really sweet album to just chill and relax to.
0: I have never listened to this one, and it sounds
1: like something I'd be really into. I think you'd like her. Yeah. Listen to both of them. Okay. For sure. She's also a big vinyl head, so you two might be kindred spirits.
0: Ooh, cool yeah i'm excited to check it out okay so my number four (laughs) this one surprises me a little bit like when you hear what it's going to be you're going to not be surprised just knowing me but also i just don't think i would normally put this kind of album on my top five i'm just gonna go ahead and say it it's willie nelson a beautiful time i love you I I think influence, you know, I was reading that book of his and I think I was like, you know, that was such a great book. Let me just, I want to listen to Willie Nelson now. And I, you know, pull up his name on title, and I see that he has a new album. And I was like, what? No way, he's still putting out albums. I mean, I knew that he was still doing stuff, but I didn't know he had a brand new album out, and I listened to it, and I fell in love with it. I just thought it was incredibly beautiful and earnest and real, authentic. It's his 72nd solo studio album. Stop and it. And it was released on April 29th, his 89th birthday. Holy
1: crap. That is incredible.
0: I listened to this album uh, 26 times. Oh, wow. Wow. Goodness. Okay.
1: So that got a lot of airplay out of you.
0: It really did. And I think that I was just so surprised by it that I just kept it going. You know, I I just listened to it so much. I, I bought a copy of it. As well. Um, It was a nominee for the Grammy Award Best Country Album at the 65th Annual Grammy Awards. And the single, I'll Love You Till the Day I Die, was a nominee for Best Country Song. And then, yeah, it's just, I just love how Willie still manages to pull on mine and the heartstrings of others all these years after being in the industry. He always does what he does best, but still. Bringing in new elements in ways that don't seem forced, mm-hmm. um, whether it's working with new collaborators, younger collaborators, or like newer don't have to be younger newer collaborators in the country country industry, or even just in music in general. He just yeah he, he always just always doing something interesting. But this album, like I said, is authentic and real. In a world to me that sometimes often feels overproduced. And I just, I really loved it. Um, This guy at All Music, his name is Stephen Thomas Erlewine. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He praised the album by saying he loved its earned wisdom and wry humor, concluding that it's still a marvel to hear him find sustenance and surprises within his music. And I thought, yeah, that's totally it. It's, it's that earned wisdom. That's that, that, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's talking about his lived experiences, but also there's this kind of like wit and humor about him too.
1: What's your favorite track on the album?
0: Uh, actually that's a good question. I think a beautiful time or my heart was a dancer. Those two might be my two favorites.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. I've heard you mention that book so many times this year and I'm like, I need to just go ahead and read it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's good. I don't know. It's just, he's a legend and I really just wanted to know more about him. And yeah, and I learned a bunch more about him and I just gained even more respect for him, honestly. Yeah. And I just want to say this album has mostly originals, but there are some covers. There's a Beatles cover and there's a Leonard Cohen cover. The Leonard Cohen song that he covers is called Tower of Songs. And Cohen has told uh, the British music magazine Q in 1991 that Tower of Song is that place where the writer is stuck. For better or worse, you're in it. I've come this far down the line. I'm not going to turn around and become a forest ranger or a neurosurgeon. I'm a songwriter. And I think that is so, that being Leonard Cohen's quote is so much like, this is Willie saying like, look, this is who I am. You know. This is this album is I'm not changing like this is who I am and this is still the stuff you get from me but it's still great <laughs> good stuff. Oh,
1: over 70 albums. I wonder is there anyone out there 70? who's done like a a full, you know, deep dive into his discography and like made oh, any observations about, you know, how he's changed and, yeah, over time. I'm sure. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, when you even go back and
0: look at his career, like in the 70s, and he, you know, they were trying to pull country music away from the glitz and glamour of like pop. Um, and that's when he kind of did all the highwayman stuff and the Outlaw stuff. And But that's when he brought in all those young listeners from the 70s when he was doing that. You know, all the hippies started listening in. And then he turned around in 1978 and he did that album Stardust with Booker T. Jones. And it's It's pop standards. It's like, that's what those kids in the 70s, that's what their parents were listening to. And so he kind of was like, he covered all the bases in this one decade alone.
1: Gosh, and Stardust was his 22nd album.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And before Uh. that, he was writing songs for other people because he had such a different sound. His voice was just different and his intonation. But he was he's always been a picker, you know, too. Yeah. So he was writing songs and playing guitar in band in bands. Yeah. Legend.
1: Love it. Awesome Great new pick. album. Check it out. All right. Moving on to our number three picks. I have Bjork Osora. Of course, that was going to pop up on this list at some point. We've talked about this already. It's her 10th studio album, her Mushroom album. It's been nominated for a Grammy, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some super cool tracks on the album. Definitely standouts. Like I'm so obsessed with that title track (laughs) that if we were judging this thing on a single music experience that brought me the most joy this year, this could have been pushed easily to like number one. I cannot get enough of Bossora. obsessed with that track um yeah another favorite would be free fall that that piece that really displays her skill with string arrangements um it's got that great climax in the middle that i love uh it's just a, a dreamy love song adventure that track she's got those two really beautiful pieces dedicated to her mother who passed away recently yeah i i said that this was like a glimpse of the Bjork i've been waiting for for a few albums now and uh, pretty pleased with this one.
0: Yeah, it's so complex. I still need more time to really digest it. And that's another one who is constantly changing over, over many decades. I Sometimes this latter stuff is just so out there. It's hard for me to be in the right headspace amongst everything else that's happening in our lives. And I think that is kind of, where I'm at right now with Bjork it's just almost too complex for me to really <laughs> just like that's fair. have that's the totally patience fair. and time to digest you know
1: that's totally <laughs> like fair. casually again.
0: digest I guess yeah
1: again it really is the strength of that title track and then like maybe three other songs that I really really like but I'm telling you man Falsora did it for me in 2022
0: yeah that's good I mean when we talked about it in the story I could tell it was bringing you so much joy the, the way you got excited <laughs> talking about that one I know.
1: I would be afraid to to know how many times I've listened to that this year, and it just came out in like what September.
0: Oh man, I I really do wish that you scrubbed now. So That's that we so could funny.
1: See <laughs> All right, what's your number three?
0: My number three is Jenny Haval, the album Classic Objects. <laughs> It's her eighth solo studio album, our Norwegian musician Jenny all. This album was released March 11th of 2022 on 4AD. It's just a really stunning, intriguing album. There are a lot of moments of sort of biological reflection, not in a complex way that Bjork does it. You don't have to analyze or, you know, look at symbolic Ideas. It's really just straightforward, but almost like confessional in a way, even going as far as singing about her UTIs. Oh. Um, but it's very cerebral and honest and could likely inspire introspection in yourself, I would say. It's ethereal, but not overly so. It's also simple and melodic, but not like. Um, elementary on that level either and so it remains in my mind like just a very intelligent hopeful sounding but yet deep album i love it (laughs) i love jenny of all her voice Hmm. is beautiful um i've listened to this album 16 times oh wow give me a sounds like maybe a mix between like gosh it's not layered like cocktail twins do you remember that band gang gang dance yes it's like a way simpler version of Gang Gang Dance, I would say.
1: Okay. Okay. Aren't they also
0: on 4AD? I
1: think they are. So Ding Ding Dance and maybe Cocktail Twins adjacent.
0: Yeah, I think I was thinking like um, Elizabeth Fraser voice yeah. range, vocal range for mm-hmm. Jenny of all, but I'm not sure if that's entirely accurate either. Maybe close. Um, gang Gang Dance, but softer, simpler. Um, okay. And yeah, they are her label mates on 4AD as well.
1: What's the standout track on that one? What, what should I listen to first?
0: I would say standout tracks for this one are the first song, Year of Love. Um, the song American Coffee is really good. Classic Objects is really good. Those are the top three, I would say. Honestly, just started at number one. Track oh, okay. One. It's yeah. really good.
1: Even yeah. better. All right. Cool. Oh. N- we are number in the homestretch, in the home stretch of this list here. My number two pick is The Smile, A Light for Attracting Attention. <laughs> so The Smile are, of course, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead and Tom Skinner um uh, drummer from Sons of Kemet with longtime Radiohead producer Nigel Godrich. And this supergroup kind of just popped up out of nowhere in 2021, but um this album kind of surprised me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's Radiohead post Radiohead Radiohead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really got this like it's got that mellow funk vibe, you know? It's like a body of water that's plastered on the surface, but there's a strong groovy current rumbling in the depths, you know? Um, perfect example of that is the track The Smoke. <laughs> one of my favorites it's easy to hear radiohead all over this album you know but I do appreciate like that extra spice that flavor that Tom Skinner brings to the experience yeah um, particularly in the song a hairdryer I just love that tight breakbeat beat that like grounds you know those wide swirling vocals and guitar and strings uh, from Tom and, and Johnny it's so effective that's like yeah. really banging track right there
0: this one is on my short list. Um, I listened to it 14 times, though. I bought a physical <laughs> copy. I saw them this year live. Um, it was amazing, and I took a video or a picture. Can't remember. It. I meant to send it to you specifically. It is uh, Johnny Greenwood playing a
1: harp. Oh, please do. I would love yeah. to see that. I would yeah, see that. I will,
0: for sure. No, yeah, this is a great one. And again, Legends, I'm glad still making music and haven't stopped for, you know, maybe. So a, you know. I, sometimes I wonder if um, these artists just get tired of kind of putting out the same kind of music. But in a sense, you know, they keep doing all these different projects. And they all aren't, I mean, in ways they are different, obviously, but... In some ways, they're also still similar to Radiohead. So they never go too far from what made them who they are, I guess. And yeah, I like it. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It, yeah, you're right. It's definitely, it's going to have that that uh, Radiohead vibe that we all know and love. You know, how can it not? You know, it's just who they are. But I don't feel like it, it they don't cling to the past. It's not like they're trying to like you know, relive no. some old heyday. I feel like they're giving us right. something fresh and new here. They're still exploring. They're still branching out. And I think that's exciting. And I want them to keep going. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a 70 plus album out of Tom York by the time he's in his 80s or something. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah.
0: Yeah. i Bring it on. I'll <laughs> even take a, a pop show tunes
1: cover album <laughs> out oh, That'd be like, awesome.
0: <laughs> We can get it from Willie, we can get it from Rod Stewart, we can get it from Lady Gaga, hey, where's our Tom York? I would put, put it past them.
1: I would put it past them. That's awesome. How were they live? Oh, so that? good. Yeah, so would see
0: them? That was super recent. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to reference my other, my concerts, but it was like, end of... November.
1: Oh wow, that was recent. Or
0: first week of December. It was it was so recent. Did they the do a Easter. lot of like
1: new material too?
0: It was all new. It was yeah, they had new I mean it was just this album and like some new tracks, a couple of new tracks.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Super cool.
0: All right. My number two is an EP actually. A four track EP. Super short but awesome. It is from Mr. Twin Sister. It is the EP titled Upright and Even. So, Mr. Twin Sister is a band from New York City. Their music is sometimes described as this. This always frustrates me. Chill wave? No. Indie pop? No. Dream pop? Maybe. Disco? Hmm. They kind of are all over. I would say they have some jazz in there, some house, some disco, some indie. Like it's it's kind of all over, and I love it so much. It's a vibe. I'll just say it's a vibe. But this EP, I can honestly put it on and just it just plays over and over and over again. And I you can't tell where it start, starts and stops. Um, but I have listened to this one 22 times. It's loungy. It opens with this like swirling saxophone intro, and then goes immediately into kind of like. Centerpiece of this EP, which is a seven and a half minute long house music banger called Resort, and then it rounds it out with this sort of bassy, funky Spanish track or song in Spanish. Um, and then it ends with the title track Upright and Even, which is very jazzy, sexy, perfect for sipping on a martini. I love it, yeah. Mature, sexy, can't wait for the full length. This one rocks Upright and Even check
1: it out oh man i might have to listen to this one i'm like looking at their bio right now and this might be on my wavelength for sure i'm seeing like some some cocteau twins and portis head energy yeah. in there oh, yeah. no mm-hmm.
0: uh, no mr twin sister jenny Haval, they sound more similar than the, the ones they are compared to
1: oh you think so okay <laughs> yeah good to know Still, I'm, this one I'm excited about. I will, I will check this out for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're one of my favorite bands. I love them so much.
1: Yeah, there were some EPs too. Some EPs too that I was like, oh, I want to put this on, but they were like so short. <laughs> I just left them off. We probably could do a whole other top five EPs of 2022 because there oh. were some banging yeah. EPs that came out this year too.
0: Yeah, probably so.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, okay. I love it. Number Good one. Picks. Ah. Number one. Drum roll. So for my number one pick, I just went for pure fun, uh, maximum replayability. Didn't overthink it. It's Ari Linux, H sex location.
0: What's that they say back in the days plenty of fish in the sea? Well somebody's play was with these planes. shoot i forgot
1: about that one i gotta say you know this is her second studio album very sensual very fun lighthearted. i'm here for it the focus is like on her pleasure and self-love embracing herself this really in this really assertive confident way and it just pumps you up and it's fun to dance to and it's just cute every track is cute right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love love ari lennox (laughs) In Rolling Stone, she says, This is my eat, pray, love journey. And it's my honest goodbye to searching for love. I got it right here inside of me. The end of searching for anything other than self-love and family pouring into me and giving the greatest love to me. Yes. I love the lead single, Pressure. Eyes
0: on me apply. Pressure. Get it, don't be timid when you win it, play yes, Love above me, live long. Need it. Yes, so I don't want
1: super cute produced by jermaine dupree and brian michael cox samples the baseline from that old uh shirley brown song from the late 70s blessed is the woman with a man like mine it's just so catchy so so catchy i think you told me about this when it came out I, it wasn't even like i wasn't even aware that she had dropped another album and i feel like you messaged me
0: oh really hy- hyping it up
1: <sighs> Man, wait.
0: When did this one come out? Because I totally forgot about it being in 2022. Also, that's the thing about a year for me these days. Is like, what? When was that? When did that happen? Yeah, it came lose out in September. Track. Okay, dang, that wasn't even that long ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. It's got. It, I like this one too because it's you know we talked about Bjork where there's like a few standouts that really pulled it into my top five. But this album is just. A good time from start to finish. You know she's got great features. Lucky Day, Jay Cole, Chloe Bailey, and the most magical pairing in my opinion uh, with Summer Walker on the closing track, oh, Queen Space. Yes. Those two. I'm
0: sorry, those two
1: my together, God, honey. That, their voices go so well together. It has the, yeah. the song has the fans salivating for a full collab album.
0: Yes, can we get a Ari Summer duet record, please? We That'd declare be so and decree. Good.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Ari for me, like harkens back to the soul women that I loved in R and B growing up. To me, she she brings that quality back, that nostalgia for me. She has the power of Anita Baker in her voice, you know. Ooh, I just
1: that is quite high praise right there. Cause Anita I Baker honey. True though, right? You know what it is for me that I think brings the old school vibes? It's her, it's the vibrato of her voice. She's got that deep, like a, that wide vibrato. Yeah. That like, like I feel mature. like the old school singers have. Yes. Is, it she is that a maturity? She didn't do like that. It's not that like little goat. It's got this like wide ebb and flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just like pulls on so, you. I love yeah. her voice. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's got the banger, the opening track. It's just like a banger from the top. POF, Plenty of Fish. Definitely some Erica Badu vibes going on in there. It's just a fun, it's just a fun album about love and sex and like all this stuff, you know, stuff. Um, Rolling Stone rated the album four out of five, saying time will tell whether age, sex, location wins over a mainstream audience or turns into one of those underappreciated R&B albums that fans hoard decades later. And then they compare it to um, Amela Rose, Infinite Possibilities, which is definitely a major favorite of mine and definitely got slept on (laughs) when it came out. It's so
0: easy for people to just miss on albums that we know that they have great potential to be popular amongst the mainstream, but because there's so much and almost feels like if you don't have some sort of virility around a song, a single, like on TikTok, maybe there's a dance that goes with it. You almost always miss it unless you're just one of those people always pushing, pushing, pushing for someone. I don't know. It just feels like a a lot of artists get missed.
1: Yeah. There's such a cacophony in pop music. You're right. With all this like superfluous, these TikTok trends and just all this other side drama that takes away from the music and drowns out the people who are out here dropping classics. Like this are... Lennox' album, I think, is going to be an R&B classic for sure.
0: She, like I said, she has the power to be a classic R&B yeah. lady in the scene. All right.
1: Bring it home, Tara. What is your number one? Oh,
0: this is so obvious. I listen to this this record like every day this year. Not really, <laughs> but but a lot. I talked about it in the store. I saw them. I preached about this album. It's Drug Dealer, Hiding in Plain Sight.
1: Oh, right. my.
0: Yes. It is my most listened to new record of the year. So it has to be number one. I listened to it 34 times and it just came out in October. It is the follow up to 2019's Raw Honey, Michael Collins from Los Angeles. He, in this album, got some advice from legendary singer Annette Peacock about his pitch being kind of in the wrong register He changed it. One of the first songs he wrote after getting the feedback was Madison. And that is, in my mind, the title track for this record. I have said this reminds me of the Looking Glass song from the 70s, Brandy. But one of our friends at the store kind of reminded me, I think actually two of our record store friends said this song reminds them of Elvis Costello's Allison. And oh my! Like, okay. Holy shit! It sure does, like a lot.
1: Ellison, know this world is you. How astute in observation! Such a good observation. Right. Yeah, this album, this whole
0: album, though, I think you could put any song from it right on some seventies yacht rock compilation. It just has that vibe. Steely Dan, Buzz Gags, Bobby Caldwell, some jazz influence arrangements. It's, it's I just love it. It's chill, you know. It's yeah, chill no, this, vibe. this
1: was another one of those new artists you put me onto this year, and I, that I'm grateful for. This was a fun, a fun listen. I liked Madison as well.
0: Yeah, and I think you could put this one in as a classic for future generations.
1: Yeah. What was the song I liked? Someone to love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was another favorite. Yeah. I dig it. I ain't mad at that.
0: Yeah. I want to call out one that I decided to not put on my list, but I think played a big part in my favorites this year. But I think because I listened to mostly singles from it, it maybe suffered a little bit from that whole like viral thing we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's Beyonce's Renaissance. Um, okay, I think it is such a joyous album. It's so happy. It's so upbeat. But I, I like listen to three songs from it mostly over and over again. Not the yeah. whole thing, you know. um And but I do think it deserves a call out because you know she sought inspiration in black dance music and club culture, and was influenced by her uncle Johnny, her gay cousin, who helped raise her until he died of AIDS. And she wanted the album to be a celebration of the underappreciated pioneers of dance music. So I definitely wanted to call it out. But I didn't think that I gave it enough of like full listens as an album to warrant it fitting in my top five. So
1: I just wanted to call that out. Aww. Did you have a love for this album at all? That's really, really sweet. I didn't, I was not aware of like that, that backstory to bit. I kind of yeah. just complete, my only exposure was really that single which I had a really yeah. fun time with. And I think it produced the best TikTok videos yeah. of the year, for sure. Um, yeah. How, I mean, how many years have passed since, um, listen to me, I have Bjork on the brain, uh, Beyonce's last <laughs> album? Sounds um, terrible.
0: Well, it's her seventh studio album, and I think the first studio solo album since 26. 20- 2016 is that when Lemonade came out?
1: It's definitely been a minute.
0: Wait, when did Lemonade come out? Yeah, 2016. At least that's what the f- says for the film. Because then she had yeah, that's the sixth, and I said what seventh? Yeah, so 2016 since Lemonade. I mean, she had Homecoming too, but that mm-hmm. was like a live thing. Right, right. Yeah, and and it was just it was widely a commercial success. It debuted in number it's one. It's Beyonce,
1: of course it did. <laughs> right. Certified. What cotton. do you expect?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And that song, Break My Soul, it sampled uh, Show Me Love by Rodney's 90s House.
1: And had um, Big Frida, yes, which like really was like the cherry on top.
0: Yeah, but also lots of other samples, interpolations, features on this album. Grace Jones was featured on the track Move. And then that single "Milkshake" by Kalis was interpolated. She got permission from Pharrell and Family. A little bit of drama. A little bit of drama on the Mm -hmm. internet. Yeah. Anyways, you can say that's on my short list. I don't know. Should I go into some other short lists real quick? I said the smile earlier. MJ Linderman is one I wanted to call out. Honestly, didn't listen to it enough but it warrants a spot in my shortlist because it is such a, like, 90s throwback, 90s alternative, 90s alt-country vibe. Reminds me of um, Songs of Ohio, Magnolia Electric Company, Sparkle Horse, Wilco, that whole, like, 90, old 97s vibe. And it's incredibly real awesome. Check it out. It's called Boat Songs by M.J. Linderman. Also, Burial, Donny Dawn EP. Very, it's kind of like an ambient EP of his. I had to call that out. Wet Leg is a big one this year. Amber Mark, Destroyer, and oh, Always, to Blue Rev, and another one that kind of missed me, but I just learned about it, so I couldn't put it in my top ones because I haven't even had enough time to digest it. But Leland Whitty, anyhow, reminds me a lot of the Makai McRaven record. It's, it's beautiful.
1: Cool, cool. It. What about you? Um, let's see. I had Raven Lane. Her album Hypnos is really great. Yes, um, I had a tribute. You I, did. I saved that.
0: I saved that to go back to you
1: later because I liked it.
0: But I yeah, haven't me too. It's it's doing it.
1: the slow burn right now, so I'm like liking it more and more. Right. Um, yeah. I have a tribute to Ryuichi Sakamoto to the Moon and Back, which is Ooh. cool. I haven't heard that one at uh, all. Alanis Morissette came out with a meditation album this year, and like it's kind Shut of off. The front them. door. So just like. Yeah, it's just like breathe tail, and close your eyes. It's called The Storm Before the Calm. Oh it's completely instrumental and it like does the job, yeah. Oh my gosh. So if you're trying to get your zen on Alanis Morissette, The Storm Before the Calm.
0: Hold on, I need more information. Is she playing instruments on it or is she just like voicing the meditation piece or
1: like? That's a really good question. She's not singing, that's for sure.
0: I'm so intrigued right now. I have not heard anything about this.
1: She wanted to write a record that would offer something. She created it with Dave Harrington. I don't know. I was maybe just part of the production.
0: Oh, that name sounds familiar. Dave Harrington. Is that the Dark Side guy? Dark Side. I knew it. Dave Harrington's from Dark Side. Oh, you're With oh, Nicholas Jar.
1: I love Nicholas Jar.
0: Me too.
1: <gasps> okay, good catch. Good catch.
0: Oh, it's from the app.
1: Calm. Is it really? Oh, don't tell me that. That makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it does the trick. I've I've had some quiet morning moments and it's really nice.
0: That's really cool. I will definitely check that out. Uh,
1: I also had Black Thought and Danger Mouse, their collab album from this year, Cheat Codes. Didn't quite break through. I didn't I I didn't listen to it enough, really. But uh, yeah, here's a question for you, Tara. Is there anybody whose album you're excited about in 2023? Or just like someone well no, just like someone you're who's been quiet for a minute and you're hoping they drop something. Like just I don't know. Anything on the radar. It's okay if not. Just curious.
0: I want an album from Samfa again. Oh, I I am kind of looking forward to hearing that new fever ray okay. that our friend of the record store Stuart mentioned recently everything but the Girls, oh, yes. yes 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 new album and i'm like shit i hope there's a tour with that cause that'd be amazing i haven't listened at all to this new scissor record it's just so late in the year it's gonna have to fall into a later one but yeah i, I wish i'm ready for more samfa and also yeah mr twin sister now that that's an ep like can we get
1: a full length right on We're manifesting. We're putting it out into the ether. We're going to have these albums. I want to hear a a new album from, I'm not French, so I'm going to butcher her name, but Isolt. Are you familiar with this French singer? Y-S-E-U-L-T. She's, her voice is just like, like, you know, those one of a kind voices that just come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, like an angel must have kissed her or something. It's insane. Her voice is so gorgeous. She's currently like, Slaying in fashion she's like everyone's muse she's gorgeous and she's got this insanely beautiful voice i need a full a new full album from her she's dropped some singles cool. so I'm, I'm 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 feeling like there's going to be something in 2023
0: yeah that will be cool i mean it sounds like it's going to be cool don't i don't know anything about her really except for what you've just said so excited to hear no. more
1: i'm pretty pleased with that i like i like this 2022 countdown list
0: we did it <laughs> yeah, and I need to give myself a little bit more credit I think going forward because I kept saying, "Oh, I'm not listening to enough new music." And I had a short list for days. I think the problem is that I wasn't giving myself enough time to really listen to things for it to become for some of them to become repeats in my list. Uh and some of them did did automatically become repeats. But I, I I was often saying this year, oh, I haven't had to, enough time to really explore new music. I haven't been listening to new music. I don't know what's new. ah, you know. And then I, I have been listening to new music. I think this, because it's a whole year, you kind of forget. Oh, yeah, that was new. Oh, yeah, that was. Because like, I forgot about the Salt record, which I loved. And I forgot about Ari Lennox's album, which I love.
1: You've been listening to so much music <laughs> that you've forgotten about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or I didn't mention the Rosalia oh, yeah. album or the new FK Twigs.
1: Rosalia was on she was on the radar too.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyway. Well congrats,
1: we did it. Full year.
0: We did it. Here's to twenty twenty three and
1: more yeah. music coming our way. And make making time to really dig in deeper. Yeah. Yes
0: sweet. Uh, give yourself time and space to appreciate full-length records and think and listen to the lyrics. Read the liner notes. Explore who contributed. or yeah. was it recorded? What's the storyline? Is there a storyline? Maybe yeah. there
1: isn't. A lot goes into this, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and the effort of tens and tens of people for a song alone sometimes. So, you know, music, man, it's the gift that keeps on giving.
0: Well. Shall we head home for the evening? Yeah, I say so.
1: Our work is done here. You are employee of the year! Yay! Thanks. Congratulations. Congrats.
0: Bonus. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Thank you. It's been fun. It has been fun. Everyone in the store, head to our Discord and tell Natalie how much you appreciate her. Aww that I do. Thanks guys. There's some really great conversations that happens in the discord about music that we are always talking about here in the record store. So please go check yeah. it out and chat with our buddies.
1: Yeah. Let's keep the conversation going. All right. Good night, everyone. Goodbye, Tara. And I'll see you on the flip side. Peace. That was cheesy. Whatever. Bye. Bye.
0: Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at Recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.